We start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise him and we thank him for his never-ending blessings. We seek his help and we beg for his forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil within our souls. He whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And he whom Allah misguides can never find guidance. We bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and that Muhammad is his slave and his messenger. Allah says in the Quran, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, O you who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared, and do not die except as a Muslim. O mankind, be dutiful to your Lord and fear him, who made you from one soul, and from him he made his wife. O ye who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared and speak the truth. Allah will forgive you and direct you towards righteous deeds. He who obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a great achievement. Dear believers, one of the most powerful seats that exists is the front row seat. You see, this front row seat puts you right in the middle of the action. With the front row seat, when you're sitting in the front row seat at a basketball game or at a theater or at some kind of event, you can feel the intensity of the competition. You can see the people running around. It feels like you're right there on the field. And you imagine yourself flying through the air 
are right there on stage with the people who are participating. And psychologists have even said that when you are looking at something, it's hard to decipher in your brain whether you're actually looking at it or experiencing it. They did a study, they did a research study. They took a group of volunteers and they had one group play a simple set of notes on the piano for five days in a row. And during that five days, they scanned the brain of these volunteers. And they had another group of volunteers play a simple, imagine playing a set of piano notes. And they scanned the brain of those volunteers, the ones who actually played the piano notes and the ones who imagined playing the piano notes. And after they scanned the brains, they look at the pictures and they saw that the pictures looked identical. So you see, when you're sitting in the front row, your brain doesn't decipher. Your brain thinks that you're actually participating. Now take the front row of a lecture or the front row of a classroom. You will see that that front row is empty. The front row is empty in a classroom because the student knows if he sits into that front row, he has to do something. The teacher will be calling upon him. He can't sit there if he isn't ready, if he hasn't done his homework. He is required to take action. And you see the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this age of technology, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has combined both. We see these graphic videos. We saw the brother George Floyd. He was arrested by the police. And we saw him screaming for help on the streets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a front row to that event and you could feel yourself like you were there yourself. Like you were on the pavement with that brother. And you felt his pain. You saw as this brother called for help. He called for his mother who had died a few years ago. He said, I can't breathe. And your heart was in pain. Looking at this video. Or Ahmed Abri who was just running through a community and some people gathered around him and took his life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the front row seat to these events. But it was also a classroom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling upon us. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? This front row seat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to us. Allah says in the Quran, وَاسْتَعِينُ بِسَبَرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, seek help through patience and through prayer. Seek help through patience and through prayer. You see, patience within the soul, it is the hardest thing to do internally. It's to have patience. It's to have suffer. And so that the prayer, it could be one of the hardest things to have physically. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he goes on, he says, Verily, this is very hard. 
Except for the ones who are humbly submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the khashi'een, to the ones who have khushu, a deep connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if anything, these events should check us. Who are we as Muslims? Do we have khushu of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are we seeking help from our Lord with these events? Are we close to him? You see, patience and sabr, after a while, if you keep going and going and going and going, it can wear down on you. You see to yourself, it's no hope. I don't see any results. We're marching and we're, we're, we're protesting. We did that back in 92 when they beat Rodney King. What is the result now? You see how that can get into the psyche of the human being? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in his infinite wisdom, he combined the sabr with the salah. So we can recharge ourselves when we get discouraged from pushing on, from persevering in this life. We can recharge ourselves. We can be reminded that we are serving Al-Hakim, the most wise, Al-Adl. He is the most just. So the promise of the Lord, of our Lord will be true. So with the patience, with the sabr, we have to combine it with the salah. And that's the first thing we should do when we ask for help. It makes the sabr unbreakable. Allah says in the Quran, أَيَحْسَبُ أَلَّمْ يَرَهُ وَحَدٍ أَلَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُ عَيْنَيْنِ وَلِسَانَهُ وَشَفَتَيْنِ In these beautiful ayats, Allah SWT is telling us, does he not think that no one sees him? Allah SWT is telling us that. Does he not think that no one sees him? He is telling us that he not only sees our acts that are public and private, he also sees what is within us. And he goes on, he says, have we not made for him two eyes, a tongue, and lips? Have you ever told your children after you gave them some money to go to the store and they didn't come back with what you wanted? Didn't I give you $15? What did you use it on? What did you spend the money on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, have I not made you two eyes, a tongue, and two lips? What are you going to do with it? Are we going to speak out against events like this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, gives us examples through the Prophet There was an incident with a Sahaba called Abu radiallahu anhu and Bilal radiallahu anhu where Abu Dhar called Bilal in anger, the son of a black woman. And he went and he got the Prophet And the Prophet immediately ran out of his house. And he ran to Abu Dhar. Stop right there. He wasn't insulted himself. He wasn't insulted himself. But he saw that racism was going on. He saw that bigotry was going on. He saw that oppression going on and immediately he left his house and did something about it. 
That's why we as Muslims, when we see events like this, we immediately condemn police brutality. We immediately condemn racism or any form of anti-blackness. That's our requirement as Muslims. And when we do that, we are serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to fight indifference. Indifference in that famous speech by Ellie Weisel. He says indifference literally means no difference. Whether you care whether something happens or whether it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter either way. Indifference can be seductive because once something happens, we naturally just want to go back to our regular life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us these examples so that we can be affected. We can't just scroll away from these heinous acts that happen. We need to revive our spirits. Allah says in the Quran, Allah is talking about how the soul will be removed from the righteous person at the time of death and how the soul will be removed from the non-righteous person at the, at the time of death. If anything, these events should remind us of that, of our spiritual obligation. Because we know what really happened on that day, on these days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the angels of death to pick the souls up. At the end of the day, that's the event that occurred. And we have to be ready for that. We have some kind of control over that, over the state of our being when the angels come pick our souls up. Will, be, will we be ready for that? Because at the end of the day, these events, as sad and as distasteful as they are, they are supposed to push us to our Lord. Push us back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remind us that this is not our final resting place. And that why we are here, we need to try to make a difference on our community. We want to make our next door neighbors lucky to have a Muslim living next door. To make our black neighbors lucky that they have a Muslim living next door because they know that they will not be mistreated. Not on our watch. We have to stay committed. إن الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين ثم أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى إن الله لا يغير لا يغير ما بقوم حتى يغير ما بأنفسهم الله سبحانه وتعالى Allah will not change the condition of a people until they change what is within themselves. 
So we know from this powerful ayah that if we start the process, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will finish it. And we also know through this powerful ayah that change is possible. Change is possible. Allah is telling us that. Even though it may seem impossible, change is impossible. But we have to take the first step. We have to activate it. But the first step beyond that is to want. We have to have the want to change. We have to have the niyyah, the, the intention to change. Do we want it? A wise man once told, told me, the people who don't have anything don't want anything. So we can't complain that we don't have these things, that these, these things are still happening. Do we want change? That's how we question ourselves and our status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If your situation looks hopeless, if you are not living up to your expectations in life or with our Lord, we know that we can change that. It's time to address the racism that exists on the street. As you can see, the people are protesting. The people are sick of it. It's a new day, not only for outside, but inside the religion of Islam also. In 2007, they did a survey on the African-American Muslims in the Muslim community. And a fun fact to know, one third, one third of the Muslims that are in America are African-American, one third. So they did a study with the African-Americans and they asked them, do you suffer more racism outside or do you suffer more racism inside your religion? And the people who study said, you know what? It's the same. It's the same. I don't see any difference from outside and inside my religion. So it's a new day for this also. Because this is bringing this to light also. We need to do better amongst ourselves to include people who don't look like us. The Sunnah of the Prophet encourages uncomfortableness. It encourages awkwardness. When the Prophet says spread salams to people you know and who you don't know. Share food with people who you know or who you don't know. We have to be more inclusive in our community. We have to take more steps, not just talk about it. Take the steps. Take the steps. If it's somebody that you don't know in the mosque that you've never seen before, sit next to them and make them feel comfortable. We need more programs in the mosque that includes African-Americans. Whether it be through, through potlucks or, or different programs, including the speakers, including African-Americans on the board of, boards of the masjids. So we can get insight as to how not to leave behind our brothers. Our brothers. Your brother who's standing in front of you. Who has to deal with so much on the street. And just is expecting to come within these confines 
of all places and feel safe from shaitan. Because we know that racism is rooted in shaitan. Arrogance. So we must kill that within ourselves. We must want to kill that within ourselves. We must address that within ourselves, even myself. We all must do some soul searching and analyze these events and see why is the world changing? I don't want to be left behind. I don't want to have that old mentality that I had behind. I want this to change me. I want this to affect my soul. So on the other end, I'm not the same. So let's do the work. Let's want to do the work. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without a shadow of a doubt, will finish anything that we start. And he will change us. He will change our community. Look at him. He's changing the world. I pray that I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I pray that Allah opens our heart to equality. I pray that our actions will lead to real change amongst the people. I pray that Allah changes our conditions and ends the violence against black people. I pray that Allah heals our hearts and riches from arrogance or racism. I pray that Allah make us amongst the few that are truly grateful to him. Allah salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ala Muhammad kayma salli ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ala Muhammad kayma barikta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsani wa itai lil qurba wa yinha alil fashai wal munkari wal bagh ya'idukum da'allakum tatakkarun inna Allah ya'bur inna Allah wa malaikatuhu yasallun ala nabi ya ayyuh الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما أقيموا الصلاة